Um, night one, we talked about the person or the young person you never want to be. Last night, we talked about the young person you might be. Tonight, I'm going to preach to you about the young person God wants you to be. All right. And so we're going to go straight to the book of Numbers, the fifth chapter, beginning at verse number one. The Bible says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they put out of the camp every leper and everyone that has an issue, and whosoever is defiled by the dead, both male and female shall you put them out. Without the camp shall you put them, that they defile not their camps in the midst whereof I dwell. And the children of Israel did so, and put them out without the camp, as the Lord spake unto Moses, so did the children of Israel. Let's put our Bibles down and let's go to the Lord in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for the powerful witness that has been here since Monday. Lord, we're praying tonight that you would speak to our minds and then help us, God, to receive that word into our hearts and apply it to our lives. Lord, I pray that every visitor here would hear from you. I pray that every camper here on this last night would go home permanently changed. God, I pray that people would receive the Holy Ghost, callings, healings, deliverance, amen, and a word from heaven. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I'm going outside the camp. God bless you. You may be seated. The book of Numbers documents three journeys that have left a permanent mark on the minds of Bible readers for thousands of years. These three journeys consist of Israel moving from Egypt to Mount Sinai, from Sinai to Param, and from Param to Moab. Each destination and the roads in between them are filled with challenges, trials, and undeniable testimonies of God's goodness. In our focus text tonight, We are only a few chapters away from Israel moving from Sinai to Param. This will be their first major journey across the vast land, which the Bible calls the wilderness. What is important for you to understand is that it is God that is leading them into the wilderness. No one gets to walk with God and avoid a wilderness. Everyone will have a wilderness experience. And with that experience, there comes expectations. God has expectations of Israel as they journey through the wilderness. Fortunately, God always makes his expectations clear. And he will do so before we take one single step towards the place he has prepared for us. 
And the reason that God does this is because how you get to where God is calling you is just as important as getting there. Because how you get there will determine who you are when you get there. You see, it's possible to arrive to your destination only to self-destruct and destroy others. Jesus said it this way in Matthew 23, 15 of the Pharisees and scribes. He said, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites, for you travel across sea and land to make a single proselyte. And when he becomes a proselyte, you make him twice as much the child of hell as yourselves. Many of the laws and commandments that God gave the Israelites before embarking on their journey deal with matters of the most serious nature. To disobey them could cost both the individual and their entire camp their lives. This is certainly the case with the disease the Bible refers to as leprosy. Leprosy is a transmittable respiratory disease that slowly eats away at the skin, eyes, muscles, and central nervous system of a person. Given enough time and exposure, it will spread throughout an entire population. It's for this reason that the Israelites, if an Israelite contacted leprosy, they were not allowed to hide the symptoms. You could not be a leprosy denier and get away with it. In Leviticus 13 and 2, the scripture says, when a person has on the skin of his body a swelling or an eruption or a spot, and it turns into a case of leprous disease on the skin of his body, then he shall be brought to Aaron, the priest, or to one of his sons, the priests, and the priest shall examine the diseased area on the skin of his body. In our opening text tonight, God gives the Israelites detailed instructions on how to deal with the person that has contacted leprosy. Everyone who contacted leprosy had to be isolated and quarantined. The first quarantine lasted seven days. And if the systems persisted, they were to quarantine 14 days, during which time they had to stay a minimum of six feet away from other people. This is before Dr. Fauci. If they came near other people, they had to put a face covering made of their hand and begin to yell, unclean, unclean, unclean. At best, after two weeks of quarantine and an examination by a priest, an individual would make their way back into their community. At worst, and there was a lot of at worst, the individual spent the rest of their life outside the camp, living on the fringe of society with other lepers, slowly and miserably awaiting his or her death. Somewhere along the timeline, the Jews begin to obligate lepers to wear distinct funeral clothes, a symbol to all including the lepers themselves, that they were already dead and that interacting with them would result in you becoming one of the living dead. Both the biblical writers and the world they inhabited were impacted by this disease and its effect on everyday life. The effects of leprosy were so brutal, both on the body and on the thought life of the Israelites, that writers of the Bible often compared it to sin 
In Psalms 51, a psalm of repentance, David says, purge me with hyssop. Hyssop was the same plant that was used in the cleansing ceremony of lepers. David saw living in sin equal to living with leprosy. It was something he carried and something he could pass on to others, and indeed he did. But, of, but above all else, David saw sin as something that he wanted God to heal him of and declare him clean. Because lepers were so contagious, touching them was prohibited, as was touching anything they touched. If you came into contact with leprosy, you had to quarantine and then await a pronouncement from the priest as to whether you were clean or contagious. And then comes Jesus. And what does Jesus do? Exactly what no one thought Jesus would do. He begins touching lepers. In fact, it was among the first things he ever did during his earthly ministry. In Mark chapter 1, Verse number 40, the Bible says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, not paranoia, not fear, not worry, not anxiety, but with compassion. Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. Oh, come on. And the scripture says, and straightly he charged him and forthwith sent him away and saith unto him, see that thou say nothing to any man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priest and offer for thy cleansing those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise if you believe God still <laughs> cleanses lepers. By touching this leper, Jesus accepted the terms and conditions outlined by the law of Moses for the leper and for himself, which is why he tells the leper, go show yourself to the priest. What isn't so obvious in this exchange, however, is that Jesus, amen, accepted the fact that after touching this man, he was going to have to live outside the camp as well. And this is why the last verse of this chapter ends with these words. Jesus could no more openly enter into the city, but was without in desert places, and they came to him from every quarter. On this last night, of Camp Apex 2023. I am going to preach to you that Jesus was willing to go outside the camp in order to minister to people whose lives had been ravaged to the point that they could no longer live inside the camp. And in order for you to be the young person that God wants you to be, you must be the kind of young person that will follow Jesus outside the camp in order to reach those outside side that oh somebody give God some praise right now come on what we felt here on Monday needs to go outside the camp. 
what we felt here on Tuesday needs to go outside the camp. Every single lesson, amen, that Pastor Will Banks has preached to us has to get outside the camp. What we heard on Wednesday has to go outside the camp. What we experienced last night has to go outside the camp. And what you're about to feel here right now, that has to go outside the camp. And it has to go with you. You have to go. Nobody can go for you. Nobody can. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, let's give God some praise right now. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now and worship him. Come on. I feel like there's something moving here that's going to move with us by the time we go home. I feel like there's something here that's following us to high school. I feel like there's something here that's following us back to junior high and elementary. I feel like there's something here that we're going to take back to our neighborhoods, back to our families and our friends who have been living outside the... Oh, magnify Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. Tell them it's time to go outside the camp. We need young people that aren't afraid of leaving the cool camp. I'm going to say that again for the folks getting back to their seats. We need young people that aren't afraid of leaving the cool camp in order to reach a lost and leprous soul. Hey, it is more important that you learn how to teach a Bible study than how to tie your tie. It is more important for you to learn how to win a soul than to get you a brand new belt. It is more important for you to learn how to win a soul and reach the lost than it is for you to get your hair right, your curl right, your bun right. Let me just tell you something. God don't care if your hair's going south and your dress code's going north. He wants you to be a soul winner. God don't care if you don't know what cool is. God don't... God don't care if you wear a thrift store suit or a Gucci suit. God wants to know, will you go with me outside the camp? Will you go with... Hey, I'm not, I'm not preaching against the sports we've been playing here all week or the ones we're going to play tonight. I, I, I'm, I'm not here to tell you that God wants you to just stay in the house like a mummy, praise God, and not ever be physically active. I, don't, I, I personally have no conviction against you, amen, hallelujah, having some fun, amen, playing games and sports. But let me tell you something, God's goal in your life is not to make you some MVP or some all-star this or that. I'm telling you God's goal in your life is to get you to go outside the camp and share with somebody the experience that you have. It's not enough to have Acts 2.38 and sit on it. It's not enough to have the Holy Ghost and just sit on it. It's not enough to be the best basketball player. It's not enough to be the best baseball player. Amen. It's not an... Come on, you don't get any points from Jesus because you can beat everybody at ping pong, foosball, or football. Jesus wants to know, are you sharing what I've given you with any... Oh, praise him, praise him, praise him.
on, let's magnify the Lord. I feel the Holy Ghost thundering through this house. God is looking for young people that aren't afraid to leave the social media camp. Hello. God is looking for young people that are not afraid to leave the social media camp in order to reach a lost and leprous soul. Hey, I'm telling you, five hours on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever you go on is nothing compared to teaching somebody a Bible study and watching them get washed with the blood of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, the most rewarding and exciting thing you will ever do as a young person is invest in somebody that's lost. The most exciting, rewarding, meaningful, fulfilling thing you will ever do as a human being is pick somebody up out of the gutter. Amen, hallelujah. And get them up to the altar. Help them get the Holy Ghost. Help them get baptized. And then sit them down for several weeks and give them a Bible study. Teach them the word. Teach them how to read the word. Teach them what the word is saying. Teach them how to apply it. Hey, I'm telling you, there's nothing that compares to being a soul winner. You're not really experiencing Christianity until you start winning souls. I'm telling you, you're only getting the half of it. You're only getting a portion of it. Until you get outside the camp, you don't really know what this is all about. Until you see what you got, work on a leper, you have no idea what you really got. Until you... Oh, magnify him. Come on. I don't even know if I, this, this is not being recorded, right? It is. Then I, let me move on. Hey, let me tell you why you got to get out of the social media camp. Because it's full of trollish people. And let me tell you something about trollish people. They want you to judge them according to their truths. But Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruits, not by their truths. Hey, it matters who you accept truth from. Because some people use truth as candy to give you some venom later on. And they'll tell you, do you know this about the church? Do you know this about that person? Do you know this about how much their shoes cost? Do you know oh, those things are true? Huh? Amen. But they're... But Jesus said, don't eat the fruit of evil people. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. You're a coward if you start an internet account. Amen. Hallelujah. And won't show your face. And you go out there saying all kinds of truths. Amen. Only to, only to pollute people. And in, it's a cowardly person. I don't want cowards giving me the truth. I need a flat-footed man of God. I need a woman of God to preach to me and talk to me and tell me the truth. I don't need... Come on. You got to know them by their fruits. Somebody that's, hey, somebody that'll talk trash and not show their face, that's bad fruit. I don't care what they're saying. I don't care how true it is. I want to know where's the fruit. Where's the fruit? You got a whole lot of beef, but where's the fruit? You got a whole. 
some of you, you need to cut off your trollish friends. You've been hanging out with trolls. You need to tell your troll, 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 troll your boat gently down the stream. I want nothing to do with what you got to say about my man of God, my woman of God, my parents, my brother, my sister, my church. They're not perfect, but you ain't either. They're not perfect. The trolls will never tell you why they left church. The trolls will never tell you who they were sleeping with. The trolls will never tell you that they didn't tithe one time when they were in church. Hey, listen, don't listen to anybody talk to you about tithing that never tithed. You don't listen to thieves give you financial advice when you don't tithe. You're a thief and a robber. I'm not going to listen to you about tithing. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, praise Jesus right now. Pray. Oh, praise him, praise him, praise him. Hey, I am telling you right now, I do not care who you are. If you start getting trollish on the internet, I will invite you myself to the block party. <laughs> you know what the block party is? It's where I block you. <laughs> hey, I block some folks in my church. I don't, I don't care who you are. I'm telling you, I, I don't care if they got my last name. If they start acting trollish, they get, bring the cups. You come into the block party. And so you can straighten this out. Because I'm tell, if you have an issue with somebody, you need to go straighten out that issue with somebody. You don't need to start becoming some... That's Bible. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about what the word says. Let's talk about... Oh, come on. Give the Lord a... Can we just pray for about five seconds? I feel the Holy Ghost. I, I just, no, oh, hallelujah. We're talking about going outside the camp. Hallelujah. Let's magnify Jesus. You know, you know what I really feel here? I feel like the chains and the lies of social media are coming off somebody's mind right now. I feel like somebody's starting to see a little bit of light. Hey, it, if you need to, you could go ahead and you, you have permission for me to reach into your pocket, pull it out, hey, pull out your cell phone, amen, and start inviting some folks to the block party. Amen, hallelujah. You don't need to be listening to anybody with their conniving, amen, trickster ways of getting people out of church. Amen, hey, I'm just telling you, misery still loves company, and I'm not coming over. Mis I didn't come this far to backslide. I didn't come this far to be lost. I've been in this too long to let some internet troll get me out. I've been in this too long. 
My pastor's preached too many good messages. My pastor's wife has prayed for me too many prayers for me to leave church. Amen. Over some true. Somebody give God some praise right now. We got to come out of the culture camp. In case you have not noticed, I am a Mexican. I am a wonderfully bronze man. But I don't live in the culture camp. There's days I wake up. And I tell myself, you will not go Mexican mode on God. You are going to think kingdom culture. Hey, I'm going to let you know. This is probably the last time I'll preach at a lot of places. I'm just going to let you know. We don't do Southern culture. We don't do California culture. We don't do Mexican culture. We don't do black culture, white culture, Asian culture. We do kingdom culture. Kingdom culture. Kingdom. Some of us don't know what grits are. Some of us don't. Some of us don't have great fried chicken where we live. Amen. Some of us don't know what y'all means. But I'm telling you right now, it ain't about that. Amen. It's about kingdom culture. Some of us don't eat tacos, but it's about kingdom culture. Some of us only speak one language. Some of us speak a lot of languages. But it's about kingdom culture. It's about king. Oh, come on. Magnify Jesus. Come on. I'm talking about going outside the camp. There's a lot of revival outside the camp. There's a lot of revival outside the camp. There's a... Come on. When you start going outside the camp, everybody comes. When you start going outside the camp, black people show up. Brown people show up. White people show up. Yellow people show up. But you got to get outside the camp. Come on. Praise him, praise him, praise him. You know what? It was culture. God told Abraham, Abraham, you're going to have a son. One day Abraham wakes up and this was culturally acceptable. He lifts his hands and he starts praying culture prayers. And he says, Lord, you promised me a son, but I understand now that it's going to be Eleazar. That was culturally acceptable. And God said, I've not chosen him. I told you, I have a kingdom promise for you. I got something that your culture can't give you. I got something that goes way higher than anything any culture could ever do. I got something. 
Hey, I'm telling you, some of you would do good to listen to me preach right now and let go of that Texas culture and let go of that Memphis culture and let go of that Alabama culture and let go of that California culture. I'm from California. I'm preaching to me right now. And get outside that California culture and get outside, come on, that Florida culture. I don't care where you're from. Get outside of it. Get outside of it and start thinking like God thinks. Get outside of it and start... Oh, praise him, praise him, praise him. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of potential in lepers. Well, that was about these four gentlemen here. There's a lot of potential in lepers. The Bible mentions leprosy approximately 40 times. And there are times when it's speaking of the disease itself. And then there's other times when the Bible's using leprosy as code for describing people who are in sin. As you read through the Bible, the truth about leprosy unfolds in a way that would challenge anybody to question what they think they know about lepers. The Bible reveals lepers displaying the ability to know right and wrong, exercise faith and obedience, and last but not least, show gratitude toward God. Why does this matter? Because God's people can fall into the trap of believing that those outside the camp can't be helped. How can somebody so contaminated obey the commandments of God? Some of us do something a little more nuanced and slick. We will use the fear of being contaminated ourselves to keep us from going outside the camp. If you remember nothing else I say, remember this. This Holy Ghost works. It works. God help you if you are the type of person that will go out and win a soul and get won by the sinner. Amen. You probably don't need to go outside the camp. You need to stay inside the camp. But I am telling the rest of you that are a little afraid. Amen. Hallelujah. Of, of, of being contaminated. Don't be afraid of being contaminated. Amen. The Holy Ghost you have inside of you, it melts leprosy. It evaporates it. It destroys it. That's what... Yeah, that's why Jesus touched him because he knew this leprosy doesn't affect me. I can absorb this. Amen. And my Bible tells me Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he's in my heart, leprosy's still falling off. Leprosy's still melting. Leprosy's still being just... Oh, praise Jesus right now. I feel something exciting happening right now. You won't lose your soul winning a lost soul. The devil is a liar. You won't lose your soul. Come on. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the. Come on, come on.
I like the way the apostle John said it. For this reason was the son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of Satan. If Jesus is in your heart, you got some Satan destroying power inside of you. There should be no sinner that can convert you. There should be no sin that should be... Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I have a, I have a sister-in-law, my wife's sister. She's always been very social and nice and bubbly and outgoing, very educated. Yeah. Uh, she's a lawyer. Uh, she she's employed by the government. And um, has lived for God her whole life. You need to listen to me good. There are beautiful, wonderful people here. Young people. You have never won a soul. I'm not downing you. Actually, I'm here to encourage you. I'm not here to shame you. That doesn't work. What I am here to do is to tell you that you can be this person. You can be this young person. You can... Man, I'm t- I feel the Holy Ghost from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. I can hear the voice of Jesus right outside the camp saying, come with me. Follow me. I'm calling you. I'm calling. I'm, t- I'm, I'm telling you, I can hear the voice of Jesus telling some young lady, I didn't just save you so you could stay saved. I saved you so that you might save others. Now follow me outside the camp. Follow me, daughter. Follow me, son. Follow me. Come on, let the harvest talk to you. Let the harvest talk to you. You want to know what the will of God is? I'll tell you what the will of God is. Win a soul. Win a soul. Go outside the camp. Follow Jesus. Share Pentecost. Share the Holy Ghost. Share Acts 2.38. Lay hands on somebody that's sick and pray for them in the name of Jesus. And watch. Come on. You feel what I feel? I feel God moving in this house. I need you to understand something. What is about to happen right now has violent consequences. Hey, I'm telling you right now, there's a whole lot of denominations and religions. The devil don't fight. Why fight somebody that's actually damning people? That's exactly what he wants to do. But you let somebody get out there. And really win a soul. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. You let somebody get out there and convince somebody to come back with them into the camp. And baptize them. And they come out speaking in tongues just like they did in Acts chapter 2. Oh, yes. Let me tell you something. I am appealing 
to your courage because when you step, I'm telling I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There's a young lady, I could call you out from the crowd right now. There's a young lady here, you're gonna receive what I have to say. You're gonna get outside your camp and God's gonna use you to be a mighty soul winner. Your generation's deep into this, but you hear something in your heart telling you to go, 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 and you're afraid. Today, I pray courage into your spirit. I pray courage into your mind. I pray courage into your heart. You will be a missionary. You will be a missionary, and God is going to use you. You will learn. Oh, somebody magnify Jesus right now. Brother Townley, there's young people from Jennings. They're going to be missionaries. There is a call on the life of some of the young people in the Jennings church. I am telling you right now, the Holy Ghost is in this house. I'm not excluding other people. I'm just telling you what the word of the Lord is to me, and I'm giving it to you. And tonight we're going to cast, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound and healthy mind. You're walking out of here without those garments of fear on you. You will obey God. You will obey Matthew 28, 19. You will obey Mark 16 and 16. You will obey Luke 24, 47. You will obey it. You will obey it. You will live in the confidence of Acts 1 and 8. You will do it. You will do it. You will do it. You will. This is who you'll be. This is who you'll be because this is who God wants you to be. And the Bible says that if we ask those things which are in his will, he heareth us. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to somebody right now. Quit telling God how big the mountain is and start telling the mountain how big God is. Amen. Start. I worked with my sister-in-law. We prayed with her. We talked to her. We loved her. And we told her, you got to go outside the camp. She started calling her friends. She landed her first Bible study. And listen, I'm just going to keep it 1,000 with you. We don't do these shotgun Bible studies. I'm talking about long Bible studies. Till I break you. I will make you tap out. Yes. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, hey, you got to get in this. What else are you doing with your time? For real, though, like, what are you doing? I told her. You're going to have to get outside the camp. You've been in the camp a long time. I'm going to tell you something. God does not have a china hutch in his house. 
I know there's some folks here, you think you're like porcelain china in the kingdom. I'm telling you, we all a bunch of big gold cups. I know, I know you did your hair. I know it took you a long time to do your hair. You ain't trying to have nobody call you a big gold cup. Hey, I get a lot of use out of the big gold cup. I'm telling you, I drink water from it. I water plants with it. I mean, I take it around. I do all kinds of stuff with the big gold cup. Hey, I'm telling you, there's no China hutch in the kingdom of God. Nobody here is so special that they don't have to obey the commandment to go. Nobody here is God's... I'm just telling you the truth. Nobody... Nobody here is so educated. Nobody here has so much going for them. Nobody here is full of so many promises and potential that you are excluded uh, from obeying the commandment to go. Nobody's last name in this building is of such lineage that you don't have to obey the commandment to go and make disciples. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake off the pump. Shake off the pride. Shake off the fear. Shake off the anxiety. And go, 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 go. Hey. She got her Bible study. She works, she works at the government building down in San Francisco. She was walking. This is the day of her Bible study. She was walking across the street into that government building. She was with her fellow employees. Amen. And a homeless man out of nowhere just jumped out in the middle of the street and started swinging at her, trying to assault her. Her co-workers left her. Yeah. And she just stood there and screamed. She called me immediately after the incident crying. And she said... She said, the devil is attacking me because today is my first Bible study and I know that God is going to use this Bible study. And that... Hey. I'm going to preach it to you straight. I'm not going to tell you angels are coming down. You may get a crazy homeless man start swinging on you. Amen. But I'm telling that's how much the devil doesn't want you to get out of your little comfort zone. That's how much the devil doesn't want you to get outside the camp. I am preaching to somebody right now that the minute you step outside the camp, this is why Jesus said the kingdom of heaven, it suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Homegirl, you're going to have to put your hair up in a bun and get ready to fight uh, homeboy you're gonna have to go ahead and just get used to fighting just get used to fighting uh, amen you don't win souls for free this doesn't just happen you fight for come on come on you know who she was teaching a bible study to to a chef to a chef who worked at the eighth most expensive restaurant in all the world. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just telling you. She taught him and she taught him and she taught him. The trials came. The sickness came. The weird homeless people came out. Yeah. I'm sorry, unhoused. <laughs> De-roofed. We can't, call, we can't say bums, right? Okay. Um, mic check. <laughs> she, 
She kept him in Bible studies for months. She finally called me. She said, I'm, I'm getting worn out. She said, I'm, I've been trying to get him. He, he's not getting it. I said, well, I'll come in. I'll teach him a Bible study. He was in the U.S. This was during COVID. So he had to leave Shanghai. He came back to the U.S. I taught him a Bible study. I told him, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. I, I, I took him to all the verses of Holy Ghost. We were just talking about the Holy Ghost. And I, I just took him through Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 22, Corinthians. I just showed him everywhere the scripture says that people will speak in tongues. It's the Acts chapter 10. Sorry, I missed 10. Did I say 10? 2, 8, 10. 19, praise God. And he said, I want it. I said, praise God. I said, you're going to get it. He said, I want it. You're going to get it. He said, no, I want it. And I said, like, right now? He said, well, that would be nice. I told him, I said, look, Brandon. His name is Brandon. I said, Brandon, look. Just come on Sunday. It was like Saturday. I said, just come on Sunday. And, and God's going to give you the Holy Ghost. He said, I'll be here on Sunday. He pulled up to the parking lot of our church with his then girlfriend. And he told her. She was, she was, she was some sort of Christian of some kind. And, and he told her, he said, listen, I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. She said, well, well. I have the Holy Ghost. He said, no, 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 no. This this is a different Holy Ghost. (laughs) She said, Brandon, what do you mean? He said, no, no. This one, you speak in tongues. She said, I've heard of this. He said, I'm going to get it. She said, well, I'd like it. I'd like it too. He said, no, I'm going to get it first. He said, you weren't even there when the Bible study happened. He said, this is for me. Hey, I'm telling you the truth. He came in, lifted up his hands. The evangelist went and laid his hands on him. We had a guest speaker that day. The evangelist laid his hands on him. And in just a matter of seconds, he began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave him the utterance. His girlfriend's hands shot straight up into the air. Tears started streaming down her face. I just laid my hands on her, and I just said, I command it now in the name of Jesus. Speak in tongues. She started speaking in tongues beautifully. They bu- Come on. But somebody had to get outside the camp, raised in church, but it never left the camp. Has a has nice clothes but it never left the camp and she said I'm leaving the camp and I'm going to get anybody I'm telling you in one year she taught almost a hundred Bible studies Uh, amen once she got it she got it amen and she come on hey this is who God wants us to be this is who God wants us to be this is who God wants you to be hey you can be a Bible study teacher and a lawyer you can be a Bible study teacher and a doctor you can be a Bible study teacher and an engineer you can be a soul winner and work at Chick-fil-a you could be a soul winner and and still graduate a kuma matata from your high school I'm telling you you could be a soul winner amen and be anything it's what God wants you to be it's what God has called you to be It's the will of God, not later, but now!
Oh, come on, magnify the Lord with me. I hear lepers calling. I hear lepers calling. I hear lepers calling. Brother Wilbanks, I'm going to tell you what I hear right now. I hear the voice of the lost calling out to some of you young people. I am telling you, I hear the voice of sinners right now calling out to some of you young people. I'll never forget. There was a time in my life I was broke. I was real poor, but I committed myself to teaching Bible studies and winning souls. And one day I was at the laundromat, because you know, that's where broke people hang out. That's right. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of lepers at the laundromat. And I remember I used to do my laundry and then I remember I had this, I would lean up against the dryer. And just stare out the window at these beautiful, well, they, actually, they weren't beautiful. They were kind of ghetto. These, <laughs> these apartments. Yeah. It, it never failed. It was the weirdest thing. I would sit there and lean on the dryer for 45 minutes and stare at an ugly apartment. <laughs> Mesmerized every time. Just looked at it like it was the first time. And one day, I received a phone call from a woman. I could tell. She was from Africa. I could tell. And she said, Pastor, I need a Bible study. I said, you have called the right person. I said, give me your address. She gave me her address. I drove over to her house one day, and I started knocking on the door. Nobody answered. I called her. I said, hey, I am knocking on the door and you're not answering. She said, well, what's the address? I gave her the address. She said, I'm sorry, I gave you the wrong address. And I saw the apartment in my head that I had seen at the laundromat, all those countless drying cycles. (laughs) And I told her, I know where you live. I hung up the phone. I drove over to the apartment. You could ask my wife. African lady. Her name was Naomi. I knocked on her door. She said, Pastor, come in. I came in. The house was dark. It was completely dark. And her mother was sitting on a chair in the middle of the living room. And her arms were spastic. And they were folded up like this. And she was mumbling and twitching and talking to herself. 
And she looked young. And she looked young. She introduced herself. She said, my name is Naomi. This is my mother. I said, Naomi, what is wrong with your mother? She said, Pastor, a few months ago, my, my dad left her. She said, we came here from the Ivory Coast of Africa. She said, our life has been in a mess. My mom had to work three jobs. She finally, she had a seizure. And I knew I was late. I should have been there months ago. I knew it. I was late. Naomi came to church. We worked with her and her mother and her brother. But I'm telling you, I was late. I am, I, I, I'm hearing that voice right now in the sanctuary. I'm hearing that voice right now talking to young people. There, there, there's young people here. Every time you walk by a house, every time you walk by an apartment complex, you feel something. There's young people here. You go, you go to the local dollar store and you feel something for somebody, but you won't say nothing. You're, you're, you're stuck in a camp. You got to get outside the camp. I, you know, I say this with all due respect. Some of us are just stuck in the camp of Pentecost and it's a beautiful camp. I have nothing against the camp, but I am telling you right now, there's just days you got to go outside of it. You got to just go outside of it. You got to tell yourself, I didn't get saved to just stay saved. God saved me. God made me Pentecost to share Pentecost. God made me apostolic to share the apostolic doctrine. This is not just for me and my family. This is for the lady at the dollar store. This is for my... There's somebody here, you've been getting a weird burden for your high school principal, but you won't say nothing because it's the principal. I'm telling you, I'd risk getting suspended to tell the principal that he's got to be baptized in the name of Jesus and that God's got a precious gift for him called the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, let's praise him, let's praise him. I'm talking about going outside the camp. I'm talking. Oh, come on, we're closing this service out right now. I'm done preaching. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the feeling you should be feeling is I, I got to get home. 
I got to get home. I got to get home. I got to get a Bible study. I have to learn how to teach them. Come on. You're going to pray through about this tonight. But when you're done praying through about this, you have to get home. You have to purchase a Bible study with your own money. Don't ask for a free one. Put your own money into it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Read the manual. Get ready to teach it. Hallelujah. And then get out there and start teaching. Start teaching. Start reaching. Just start with one person. You don't need to win the whole city. You just got to get you one person, one friend, one person, one colleague, one coworker, one student at your high school, one student at your college. Come on. He Young ladies, you just need to find another young lady. Amen. That you know is struggling. That you know is hurting. That you know needs to be saved. Talk to her. Talk to her. Young men, go find you a young man somewhere that's lost and full of leprosy. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And start teaching them. You're you're not going to do it right the first time. Keep doing it. You're going to butcher it sometimes. Keep doing it. Keep studying. Read your Bible. Read the manual. Teach it. Teach it, teach it, teach. That's it. That's it. I need somebody to lay their hands on this young man right here in the blue suit. Sir, if you could just lay your hands on him. You, bro. Lift up your hands. This young man right there. Come on. Let this get a hold of you. Let this get a hold of you. Don't be afraid. This is not a call to ministry. This is a call to Christianity. This is just a call to be a Christian. Christians disciple people. That's what we do. That's what we do. He told no 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 no. He told no 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 bosata. He kayata la 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 basata da da la Come on, you got to get there on time. You got to get to them on time. You got to get Jesus, I pray that before December is over of this year, that several of these young people would win one soul. I pray in the name of Jesus that before this year is over, you would win one soul. You would make one disciple. You would, you would make one disciple before 2024. I pray in Jesus' name that that one soul would ignite a fire inside your heart that the world can't put out. Amen. That the sin can't put out. Yes.
there's a home missionary's daughter, you're discouraged. And God is telling you to get into the fight with your parents and help build that church. You young lady, go win a soul. You young lady, go be a witness. I'm telling you, you're going to help turn that situation around. Amen. You're going to help. I feel the Holy Ghost so powerfully in here. Young lady, God is going to dress you in the armor of God. You're going to begin to help your parents. You're going to shake off the discouragement and the depression that's been getting a hold of you. You're going to shake it off. You're going to shake it off and you're going to win a soul and you're going to impact the church that you attend and your church is going to go from 10 to 20 and from 30 to 40. Come on, somebody. Yeah, no, 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 no